Snap. Welcome to the Puff Fresh Podcast, episode 18. Uh, the Puff Fresh Podcast, the podcast that never updates. I was going to say that never sleeps, but we're literally sleeping we on slept. that. We yeah. slept for a minute. For a minute there. Uh, kind of of the mindset at this point that unless we have something of substance to talk about, I'm not going to fucking bore anybody with a podcast. Right. And right now we have like substance again. We have something to be pissed about. We have something to raise awareness about. Which is where we thrive. I suppose. I don't know. Alternative Press came out with a new article this week uh, illustrating the fact that the music scene that we're in right now is somewhat um, saturated with instances of sexual misconduct, uh, disrespect towards women from band members, from fans, members of the music scene. And their writer, who did a great job writing the article, by the way, Mm -hmm. um, highlighted like a ton of examples and stories from people, some of whom remain nameless, some of whom were members of the scene, and just kind of uh, brought to life these issues. That's great, right? That's great. Yeah. The only issue is this is something that we've been fucking talking about for the past year. And the fact that it is now, I don't know, like months after anything has happened... And, you know, this whole, like, social movement that we're all a part of is becoming more the norm. Alternative press decides that they're now, just now, gonna jump on board with us. We have an issue with that. I have an issue with that. So, yeah. It's, it's... The fact that the start of this podcast happened when austin jones that little shitbag who by the way is back at it pursuing a music career and being a total fucking loser um was doing twerk videos and so i started this podcast to to talk about it uh we talked with during the front porch step stuff we talked about set it off talk about all this stuff a lot of people within the music scene a lot of websites were on board with us Absolute Punk, for example, you know, a site that maybe we never saw eye to eye with because we were always the annoying website, but we saw eye to eye on these issues. Um, you know, you, you have the the prominent feminist within the scene, uh, Kayla, for example, my favorite person. I look up to her in so many ways. She's amazing. Um, and all the while, Alternative Press kept their mouth fucking shut. And they would run these articles that were so neutral to the point of pissing me off to where in podcasts I talked about how I couldn't stand that people just can't have a voice. And now all of a sudden, here it is. Here's their voice. And it is just so it's not genuine. Mm-mm. And I, I don't know. So welcome to the Puff Fresh podcast, episode number 18, 18. where we're going to kind of jump into this slew of uh, anger, I guess. And and I don't know. Okay, our goal here, our goal, my goal, your goal in talking about these things is to get people to agree with you. It's, it's like, it's almost like when you're in an argument with somebody and they're finally like, okay, you're right. 
but you keep arguing. It's like, wait, didn't you just get what you want? This, this isn't that. Right. This isn't that at all. This is speaking to a level of hypocrisy that I think thus far within the music community is unmatched. It's almost like if Kevin Lyman came out and was like, all right, guys, we need to stop comparing everybody to the Salem Witch Trials. This is getting out of hand. I tweeted, this is like if Donald Trump came out and was like, guys, come on now. Enough racism here. It's like, it's not an example. It's just straight up what they were doing. Like, giving, glorifying the people that they unnamed. Or they've been glorifying the people that they didn't name and call out in the article for the last five years. Right. And even before that. Right. Forever. Um, first example to come to my mind, Ronnie Radke. Of course. That piece of shit. Ronnie Radke, who, by the way, in 2012 was the cover artist of the year for Alternative Press magazine. What else happened in 2012 with him? Oh, oh, was he beating the shit out of his girlfriend? Yeah. Yep. Oh, no, wait. He pled, he pled no contest to that. So, I don't yeah. know. So, no contest. So, yeah, he got a pretty good lawyer and pretty much said, did his whatever the consequence was. Mm-hmm. Didn't own up to it. Didn't deny it. No contest. And yet this guy is the fucking cover artist of the year. Falling Reverse, artist of the year. And then that band went on and did Warp Tour. A festival that Kevin Lyman notoriously includes all these acts on. Kevin Lyman, by the way, having all of these articles on alternative press, fueling the 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 um the hatred, I suppose, towards us supposed keyboard warriors saying that we are the Salem witch hunters and we don't know what we're talking about and everybody deserves a fair trial. I don't care who it is. Jake McIlfresh, McIlfresh, whatever, is entitled to his rehabilitation, even if it puts a bunch of underage girls at risk. And that's some shit that absolutely or that alternative press ran. I'm sorry for confusing the two names. They're pretty close. AP. Alternative press. That's who it is. And they're running this fucking story of Kevin Lyman just straight up. Well, everybody everybody deserves, you know, but deserves a chance. Like, dude, come on. And then where where was where was alternative press when victims were coming forward? When Autumn was coming forward with her story against Front Porch Step? Where were they? They were baiting. They straight up. And and were they even giving her a fair a fair opportunity to to share her side of the story, or were they just they were looking for a different story? They, they didn't want her voice; they wanted a story. They wanted something that would get clicks, right? Right. Which is what they're all about, and it's which I can understand considering the fact that I do run a music website. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think there there comes a certain point where it's like you have to have that balance to where, you know, alternative press posts a fucking meme of SpongeBob saying like how much you love Ronnie Radke and saying that, you know, you're you're essentially saying it's okay for somebody to love a batterer. Yeah. And and then you're coming and saying, No, 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 well hold on a second. No more no more silence, you guys. Let's let's cut the let's let's Let's, you know, start speaking up. We need this, this scene to be a safer place. We've been fucking trying, and you're the reason that it's not. Like, you are glorifying Ronnie Radke. You're glorifying Johnny Craig. The guy, by the way, was he voted off Warp Tour by the fucking band for being inappropriate? Yet is that guy getting tons of coverage on alternative press? Positive coverage, by mm-hmm. the way. And 
it just drives me nuts. I actually ran a few polls on Twitter. I don't know if you saw them on the Putt Fresh Twitter account. I saw, I saw the one I voted. Oh, okay. I voted on all three of them. Okay. So, in terms of identifying alternative press and what they do, I said, I asked. And, and by the way, we had about 1,500 total votes on these polls, which Jeez. is crazy to me. That's cool. That's that, awesome. You know, people like to click a button. <laughs> Does alt press care about social issues, or are they just influenced by popular opinion and what makes them money? Eighty-six percent of the voters said that they just care about the money, that they don't actually care about these social issues. I then asked, "Has alt press been fair in validating victim sides of things in the past?" Like I'm saying with Autumn, where did they give her a voice, or did they just shut her down and have Kevin Lyman come in and call her a Salem witch hunter? 83% said that they ignore the victims. That means 17% of our readers believe that alternative press gives everybody a fair chance. That means 17% of my followers are fucking idiots. Um, 17% I'm of just, your followers don't follow. <laughs> fucking, yeah. And then finally, have you seen more um, clickbait articles and memes on alternative press or have you seen articles addressing social issues that are uh, meant to kind of influence change and we had 82 percent saying that they only see the uh clickbaity meme stuff so i'm not alone here in thinking these things you're not alone here in thinking these things we have no you know 80 high 80 percent of our followers that that agree with us and i'm sure a lot more people out there the fact is though Alt press has a huge platform. They have a huge following online. And and there are a lot of people that that go to that website for the clickbait stuff, for the the fun loving fucking um does this taco kind of remind you of Kellen Quinn articles. And th- and that's fine because I'm not here to say what should or shouldn't entertain somebody or make somebody click, but when you have that platform, I do think that you have a moral responsibility to not put Ronnie Recchi on the cover of your magazines and then act like you're doing something for social change. You have, I mean, for, for crying out loud, they have the, the AP tour with, with bands on it that, I mean, aren't involved in anything. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying they are directly influencing people to go to shows and participate in the music community. And so therefore I believe that they have a responsibility to look out for their best interests. Mm -hmm. What are they looking out for though? Fucking clicks yeah that's it that's it so j-web did you want to make a point it's just this is something that you and autumn talked about and it's just annoying to the fact that they weren't there when it was hard when it was i mean it's they weren't there when it was happening right they were trying to make a different story out of something and now the dust has kind of settled on a few of the a few of the issues that we tackled a while ago. Right. And it they're just like, you know what? We're gonna create a hashtag. We're gonna have this story. And, and by the way, they added their fucking name into the hashtag. How pretentious do you have to be to be to to incorporate your name into something in hopes that it trends? It's like you can't you couldn't have just said uh, no more silence. You had to add the AP at the end of it, just so everybody knows. Just so everybody knows who's making this hashtag and who's bringing about this change. Uh, alternative presses. So you know, just keep that in mind when you're you're hashtagging this. The hashtag is what got me. 
Really? It was just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know what got you, me? You brought, like, you're, like, how, like, you're so fucking full of yourself. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what got me is that when I read that article, um, they didn't acknowledge any bands that are problematic. Oh, yeah. Just front porch step. That got me. Because while they're saying that, like, they want to have this change, you're not giving us any definite examples of what bands are fucking making this a shitty shitty scene to be in. So how are you going to make a no more silence hashtag when you're fucking silent? Silent, yeah. Seriously. No more silence. What, what the fuck does that mean? We're not fucking silent. That's going to be the name of this podcast. We're not fucking silent. We are not fucking silent. No, just no more silence, but you can be big, you can be vague as fuck. Right. No more silence. Be no, vague as fuck. Be vague. Just yeah. Like oh front porch that, but we're going to dance around the fucking rest of the issues. Right. This let me let me give you an example. I have a coworker who is a racist, a blatant racist who has said who has said things to me like, "I don't like that girl because she's dated black guys, and I don't like interracial couples." Holy shit! I took it upon myself to tell every single employee that I work with what he said, and he got mad at me for starting shit with everybody at work. That's not you. That's not on you. So. What I'm saying, what I'm essentially saying in this, and this was months and months ago, but what I'm getting at in this is that when there is a problematic individual, in my case, it was an individual in the, in, in the case of like bands in general and, and like labels who support atrocious acts. Um, if you're not going to directly call them out, it's not, you, nobody's going to know who to look out for. If I were to go around my, my workplace and say, Hey guys, let's make sure that we're not that you know everybody's not not racist. You know, not, that okay. Some people may take that to heart. I work with a lot of individuals who are of minority groups, and so when I, it's especially for me when I'm working, like way more impactful to hear that kind of racism when you're working with somebody so closely. It's like how can you be so fucking awful of a human being? Yeah. And so for me to like directly call them out, it's like makes it so much more powerful to say this person said this, this person did this. And it's not to put them on blast to, to make them feel like shit, but it's in part to make them realize what they did mm-hmm. and to make everybody else realize exactly what is going on. Not just like a vague like outline or a fucking sketch, a detailed fucking picture yeah, that this person is horrible this person hit his girlfriend this person solicited nudes from 13 year olds this person slept with somebody on a cot in a hotel room with fucking 11 other people around and like doing these things in 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 being involved in this just sort of culture of sexuality and not approaching it in a way that's positive or beneficial to both parties but only to you that's this whole self-serving mindset of i'm gonna go get fucked and i'm not gonna care who i fuck or how old they are anything about it it needs to end and we need to be able to identify who these individuals are and what they're doing and alt press has done absolutely fucking nothing to identify these people they brought up front porch step why because that is something that has been covered by the likes of billboard the new york times that that is that was so easy for them to just throw as a quick example mm-hmm. but they didn't share any details of the story within this article what about the other acts what about what about austin kerr from set it off who 
you know, has quietly faded away and, and was kicked out of his band and failed to raise money on a, on a Kickstarter to get people to pay for defamation suits. And, and what about, what about what's happening with Dr. Luke and Kesha? You know, that's not our music scene, but that's still the music scene. Oh yeah. That's still music. And so we're not looking at any of these issues, you know, in, in, well, they're not. And it's, ugh. Getting to the point where we were so heated talking that we just that scream I, noises because we're yeah. so frustrated with what's happening. And I think that right now would actually be a great time uh, to kind of transition. I called uh, our friend Autumn and um, I, I let her weigh in on it because she was in the middle of all of it with Front Porch Step. And her voice wasn't heard by alt press. And she has opinions about that that I think that a lot of you should uh, should listen to. I don't know. So here is a, uh, a kind of quick-ish interview with Autumn. I'm joined on the phone right now. Who am I joined by? <laughs> who, who, who's, that the, who's that right there? Are you laughing? I'm joined by laughter. Autumn. <laughs> I was... I was gonna like introduce you and make your defining characteristic that you're front porch steps X, but I think you're so much more than that. And so Thank I chose you. I chose I chose to not do an introduction and bring that up anyway. So I guess it's kind of kind of yeah. I have a name. I have I a name, and it's definitely not that girl who dated front porch steps. Are you sure? Because it's I I read some some articles where that's all that you were, or you just weren't named at all, and. You know, yeah, no, you know, that, that seems to be my identifier, but I'm no, certainly your identifier that. is your autumn, the nerd that got me into Game of Thrones, and right now we're true. Here, yeah, right, and you made me a total geek. Now that I'm you're walk, welcome for you know, that caught up on Game <laughs> of Thrones. Hey, you got me into Dexter, so we're even. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, let's get to the let's get to the point of this whole thing because that's what we're here for, right? What's your okay? So we're talking about this this alt press thing right now. J Web and I are. What's your take on the whole uh, the whole alt press, no more silence movement that they are creating? So as far as like the article that they posted, um, I think that it's good that they're you know they're trying to make an effort. Um, I just feel like me and like you and all these other people like absolute punk and um kayla christine and all these other people have been like on the front lines fighting this for months on and it's been it's actually been almost a year and now they conveniently decide that it's important and uh i i feel almost like after reading that i feel like it it wasn't really genuine um, I question whether or not it was it was for publicity. Um, the guy who wrote it, he was a free, freelancer, and like he very well could have like you know meant it, uh, but none of us are trying to attack him. Like this isn't a personal attack on anyone. It's alt press as a whole, because although now they're saying uh, you know this is an issue, we need to do something about it. Um, like, like they're, you know, the next day they're posting about uh, the supervillains tour with a bunch of problematic dudes like Attila. Uh, Ronnie music has like, <laughs> yeah, Ronnie Rat, <Ratke, laughs> like, Trey Cyrus. They're like, they're capitalizing on these people with that tour, and they're like promoting it the day after. 
Yeah. They post about like how sexual harassment and abuse in the music scene is a problem. And it's just, it's so contradicting. <laughs> when you were going through your stuff with Jake back months ago, um, from Porch Sep, for those of you who don't know, uh, you, you even posted screen caps of how Alt Press approached you in that situation. Do you feel as though they've given you, like, gave you a fair platform to share what went on? Or do you think that they were looking out for Not the interests of the all. bands? Okay, go. I, I want you, do you care to elaborate on that? Yeah, so, like, okay, you, for example, um, I put, like, a, a post of the contrast between how you reached out to me versus how Alternative Press reached out to me. And you were very, very genuine, um, very compassionate, um, just letting me know, like, if hey, like, I'm here if you need a platform to share your story. I think what you're doing is important. Like, we can make a difference. And um, this other guy, who I'm not going to name names because I really I don't want to personally attack anyone, um, but I felt like he was very insensitive. Uh, he basically was just like, hey, I've got some questions about Jake. Um, is there like a way to get a hold of you? And um, at the time when this all happened, I was under extreme like anxiety, having panic attacks, like very, very emotional, emotional and uh I, I told him, I was like, hey, I'm going to need a little time and, you know, I'll, I'll give you a call here after a little bit. And he, he he just kept probing me with questions like, OK, hey, one more question before you go. One more question. And I was like, hey, listen, like, I can't talk right now. Like, this is hard for me. And then that was really it. And like he decided not to do the interview, but didn't tell me. He just uh, showed interest in talking to me and then completely cut that off. And I didn't know why uh, for a while until uh, I found out it was in regards to, like, partially due to the call being recorded in California, which um, we went over how, like, in California there are uh, two-party consent laws. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I did have other recordings that were in Arizona, so he could have very well, like, gotten a story from that. But, like, that's the thing is I feel like he he wasn't like, hey, I'm here for the call. It was like, I want a story, like we need views we need like readers like it it didn't feel like he actually like cared about my well-being so um, would, and, you, would and, you say that that's like representative of where alt press is at today with this uh no more silence article i'd say so because the like they never reached out to for that article they didn't reach out to me they didn't reach out to taylor anna from absolute punk all these people um that have been involved so involved like breaking their backs involved with the situation um they like you know they didn't make any effort to talk to us Mm -hmm. and it it it's i think that it just speaks to the issue too that like they're not they're just looking for the hits they're just looking right. like you said they're they're not that like does this issue really mean anything to them is this the type of thing that keeps them up at night thinking like why is the world such a fucked up place or is it like hey yeah, it, the world's a fucked up place but let's capitalize on it and like even though these might not be my views let's hire a freelancer let's you know pretend like we've been part of this all along it's I, yeah it's upsetting like I was, I was trying to explain to a friend like how i felt about the situation um because you know it's conflicting because i think any bit of um conversation about this issue is is good um because people need to be talking about it not sleeping around under the rug Mm -hmm. um but i feel like 
it's almost like if I were to put it into like a battle scene, that's what it like would represent like as an analogy, a battle scene. Like, like like a Game of Thrones and, like, battle scene? Other... Yes, absolutely. It's black like, water. Me and these other people are like, we're like out on the front lines, like fighting this, um, you know, and, and then alt press is just sitting on the sidelines and, you know, after like, then like the the battle is like complete they just jump in like after the dust settles and and like injure a couple people and then say they've won the war and it's just like it's almost offensive to me because i you know it hurts a little bit because like i've been through so much because of this um people have not naming names or companies but people have been on uh, unpaid leave of absences for speaking out about this people uh, have gotten pay cuts from their jobs. Like people are putting their lives, like their livelihood, like at stake here to talk about this issue because it needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. And and they decide to, you know, like mention it when when it's easy. Like they they weren't with us like in the very beginning when like all of this happened. Right, and I think I think I too I think too part of it is. If you're not going to be there from the beginning, that's fine. Our goal, as like we're fighting this, is to get people to join the cause, right? But right, what But what they're doing about it is they're coming in and they're not acknowledging their lack of involvement. They're just kind of coming up, right? And, because and they acting like they were they, a part of the problem. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Like they were literally like the enemy. Now they switch over to our side without any sort of acknowledgement, and it it just kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth because where's your credit? Not that you're doing it for credit, but a little a little acknowledgement would be nice, and I think that it would hit a lot harder from them if they were to say, "Hey, this is where we fucked up. Um, this is what we're going to do to change right. it, and from now on, this is our new outlook." And then like roll out your interview series. Um, or whatever you want to do to spread the message because it is a good message. The guy's article, like you said, is good and it's not an attack on him. You know, he he shared a lot of experiences that I'm sure people can relate to and kind of um, set examples for how fucked up the scene is and, and like all these like stories and stuff. But I I don't know. I, I just don't think that it I don't think that you can take it to heart because they do come across as that that dude who just shows up at the end of the fight and is like, hey, you know, look, I fucking, I just fronted this war and we won, you know? Yeah, it's upsetting. And it doesn't seem authentic to me because of, like, multiple reasons. It, like, I get the whole journalism thing, but, like, right after they're, like, posting about, like, like, hey, like, this Starbucks drink looks like a My Chemical Romance album, like, Alternative press, there are more important things to be talking right, about talk right. about right now. Like <laughs> and then they're they're promoting they're promoting that tour. It's it just I don't know. It's like I don't know this, if you're having star, a slow this, media day or whatever the case, but this this starfish totally <laughs> looks kinda like Taylor Swift. L O L click here. Like <laughs> like I don't like you ever have a can of this this Pringle drummer totally just killed Nirvana's smells like teen spirit. Listen to Pringle drummer uh Jack today. Like I don't know. Like what the fuck are they coming out with? Like some of these articles are just so crazy. Um but yeah, I, like that's not important. That's so like small in the scheme of things. Like yeah. I get like, you know, several several different writers are contributing and you know, they're doing their own pieces, but like 
I think more focus needs to be on like issues in the music scene and like it needs to be reformed and, and feel like a safe place for, for people because like the people that are buying their magazines and um, you know, reading their articles and stuff, these are the people that go to these shows and that are potential victims to, to abuse right. um, from band members and other people at shows and, and, and things. So like, why not go out of your way to protect these people? Right. No, I agree with you. And, and I think that you've made a lot of good points and uh, on an unre- I mean, on a, on an unrelated note, how have you been? Have you been good? You sound better than the last time we spoke. You sound a lot. Yeah, more... I definitely am. I don't know. You sound just, I don't know. You, you just sound, there's like a more vibrance in your voice to where you just don't seem uh-huh. so bummed out. And I don't know. I hope that you're doing well. Uh, yeah, I was in I was in a really bad place, but um, I have bad days every now and then. But like, I'm in a much better mindset than I was before. That's great. And I just feel better overall. Um, I think the time has helped a lot with that. Um, but when things like these come up, <laughs> I get a little agitated. Yeah. But well, yeah. I, I'm, I'm I'm glad to I'm glad to hear that things are getting a little bit better for you. And uh, for those listeners who have not heard. We have an interview with Autumn on the Puff Fresh podcast that you should go check out. Tell them, Autumn. Tell them how good it is. I don't know. If it's good, so good. It's like... It's so good. It's, it's like, really important, honestly. Yeah. Autumn, thank you so much for taking the time. Always a pleasure to talk to you. And I'm happy to know that you're in a better place now. And I, I just always appreciate our little talk. So thank you so much. No, thank you. Like, I, I appreciate you and uh, Willie and everyone at Puff Fresh making an effort, a genuine effort. Uh, with the situation to help out and um, it's good to have a little reunion under the unfortunate circumstances but it's always good to talk to you so that was uh, you know the interview and it kind of reiterated a lot of points that we've been making throughout this whole thing and I mean it's good to do that it's good to just kind of drive this point right home and I think a little bit of repetition never hurt anybody um you know she she makes a lot of good points and you heard our back and forth so I'm not gonna to, to get into that um but you know just just going back to the hypocrisy that alt press possesses you know going in on that I mean the fact I it just blows my mind that the fact that after posting this no more silence campaign they start promoting a meet and greet with Ronnie Radke and Attila and Trey Cyrus. You know what's crazy to me about that, J Webb? Oh my God! This what? is they literally call the tour the Supervillains tour. They are literally taking ownership of how horrible of human beings they are, and they're glorifying it. And they're saying, you know what? We're Supervillains. Let's make a poster with it. We're this. This is a Supervillains tour. I'm Ronnie Radke, and I fucking beat women. I'm a supervillain. I'm Trey Cyrus, and I sing songs called, like about girls being sluts, and I threaten violence on people who don't support me. I'm Attila, and I am literal fucking garbage. Why don't we band together and go on tour together and call ourselves supervillains and let every uh, every fucking kid that comes to the show know that being a supervillain is a fucking dope-ass thing to be. And yeah, there's a bit of satire in it. I'm sure the whole thing they think is like a big, sarcastic, funny fucking thing, but it does absolutely nothing but remind us of how terrible they are. And look who's right there promoting it. This no more silence, this no more silence bullshit 
this this uh, it's crazy and you know what no more silence i would get it again like i was talking about with autumn if they kind of took ownership and was like hey guess what we did we kind of fucked up for a long time and Mm -hmm. we're done with that we're done with that it's it's the equivalent of i suppose if you were to to get when you get into a new band and you didn't like the band to begin with and you said oh yeah i actually used to hate this band but i like them now what you're doing there is you're taking ownership and saying that you used to have an opposing viewpoint, but you've since changed because you've grown, matured. You you see you see things or hear things differently. Mm-hmm. People don't really say anything about that. It'd be like if one second I'm saying, um, you know, state champs is fucking bullshit. I fucking hate state champs, but then going and listening to them in my car, it, you know, like it's it just creates confusion because they're like, wait a second, I thought you were just saying that you hated them with all presses. Like, oh wait, I thought you were just silent. There's none of that kind of that that bridge. There's nothing to bridge that gap between mm-hmm. where you were and where you are now. And that that to me is is odd. Um, when you were reading the article, did you feel like the fact that like none of the victims names were used kind of made it about the individuals kind of committing the acts more than anything? Yeah, they focused on they were they were, point, yeah, they were focusing on the wrong side of the story. Yeah. And it's and like for everyone that's speaking up about it, it's not that we're we're pissed or annoyed or angry about the fact that they're like trying to quote unquote make a change or like speak up about it. It's mm-hmm. how they did it, how they went about it, and how they didn't take ownership of the fact that they used to be or on the other side. Exactly. Part of the problem. Do you know what I think when I hear no more silence? No more silence to me is and J-Web, you and I talked about this before. Do you remember a few years ago when, and this is going to be fucking like huge to a lot of you, a day to remember came, like that whole thing with the day to remember yeah. yep. and underage girls mm-hmm. and all of this stuff that came out. And what that was what year, like 2010? It, it was a long time ago, yeah. Right. No more silence to me is digging that up and saying what the fuck happened with this. Yeah. Nobody listened to them there. Everybody was silent there. That's what silence creates. And... If that were to happen in 2015, they'd be fucking crucified, and rightfully so. But at the time, in, in 2010, nobody nobody knew what to do. Nobody knew how to approach that. And there was nobody kind of empowering that sort of that social like movement towards there. Mm-hmm. So you have a day to remember involved in some sort of sexual assault situation that nobody seems to know about. I don't even know much about it. I know that it exists, but there's such so little information out there that it just kind of got blown, like pushed off to the side. Mm -hmm. But do we discredit it entirely because everybody just seemed to have forgotten about it? No. Look at a guy like Craig Owens. Jay, well, we live in Michigan right now. You used to hoop with Craig Owens for Christ's sake. Mm -hmm. You used to play basketball with the guy. Yeah. How many people in Michigan do you know has a story about Craig Owens sleeping with an underage girl? A lot. I'm talking every person that I know in Michigan. Whenever Craig Owens is brought up at a local show or anything like that, and maybe it's just like things spreading or, or yeah. things getting blown out of proportion. You know how many times I heard, oh, Craig Owens fucked my 16-year-old friend or Craig Owens fucked me when I was 16. Do you know how many times I hear that? But is that no more silence? Is that what we're supposed to be bringing up? Because the fact is Craig Owens isn't relevant anymore. And in that in there's like the evidence there is more so word of mouth than like concrete. 
mm-hmm. but it's something that's not not going to be explored. Right. Yet you still hear about it. Mm-hmm. So no more silence to me shouldn't be, you know, oh, well, I'm just going to do interviews and pretend like we are part of social change. Yeah. It, no. it, sh- it should be, yo, when there's something fucked up going on, say something about it. Because while I may have heard about Craig Owens fucking with underage girls for the past 10 years, I certainly know that fucking everybody that told me was silent about it. Yeah. Or when you heard about a day to remember, everybody was silent about it. So so what happens? Nobody nobody ever learns from it. Mm-hmm. And we're we're and we are currently we're where we are at now. And I I do think that we're in a better place than we were. Oh yeah. But uh we're not where we need to be. We're not even fucking close. Not. Um one thing that kind of got brought up in the article which I found ironic was he brought up like the bystander effect, which is kind of like when there's more people around. And he used it in the context of a show, like if somebody's being assaulted in a crowd, nobody does anything because they assume somebody else has it under control. And it's kind of like being in a group and just not saying something in general. It's a bystander effect. It's like a mm. fucking it's a thing. So silence is part of the problem, right? Look at look at bands like within the Pure Noise record community that kind of get criticized on absolute punk. Yeah. They're being criticized because they're not saying anything at all, right? That's part of the problem. And if we're able to acknowledge that, we should then, too, be able to acknowledge that alt-press not saying anything was contributing to the problem as well. I think that that's like a, kind of like a connection that, that could be made. I know that we kind of have been talking about it, but I think that that's just another way to like look at it. Yeah. Like, if I were to see somebody get punched in the face and do nothing about it, then I'm just fucking as guilty as the guy that punched him. Like, why didn't I do anything? Why didn't I say anything? Where the but it, I'll go. It's like it's like if I saw somebody get punched in the face fucking a year ago, and then a year later came out and said, "All right, guys, I saw somebody get punched a year ago." No more fucking silence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it. That's exactly what it's like, and it's just crazy. It just it's so hypocritical, and it's so far up their own ass, and and it's it's ingenuine. Yes, it's so uh it's like what if what if fucking Brian Stars came out with a with a all right guys start treating each other right thing all right guys uh we need to stop queer baiting all right it's like dude that's what you have been doing and and there are a lot of pieces to this and I don't know maybe we uh maybe we start just wrapping this thing up and I don't know how have you been I mean let's get to us now let's if I think we're done talking about the serious stuff now uh we usually start unserious and then get serious and then kind of end serious i turned it around this time around we just like i was serious and i kind of want to loosen up a little bit j-web have you been i've been good jay you should see j-web right now i haven't seen him for like a month and he lost like fucking 50 pounds (laughs) no no how many pounds did you lose since when last time i saw you last time i saw you what when they could do like a month ago, just around a month. Probably like 25. You lost 25 fucking. Dude, this guy does not even look like the same human being right now. I swear to you, I saw him. I'm like, Jay, what the fuck <laughs> happened, man? You're looking damn. Not that he didn't look, not that he wasn't handsome before, but Jesus fuck, man. <laughs> I'm happy for him. This guy, this guy's my, my co-podcast partner right here. Looking fucking spiffy as shit. Go to any shows in the past month or anything? Past month. Anything cool? I saw Small Pools. Small Pools is cool. Not really... Yeah. Probably. Did they open for 21 Pilots at one point? Or yeah. Did, yeah. The 89X, the Turkey Cello show yeah. forever ago. 
I think I was at that one. Yeah. The Fillmore. Yeah. Yeah. Where they filmed fucking House of Gold. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then some machine heart opened. I texted you about yeah, that. Yeah, that's uh, Trevor Kelly from X He Is We. Yeah. Oh, we had so many good interviews with them back in the day. Those that. are on the Puffresh YouTube channel if you want to go Those back to there. Those are some good, Dude, good times. Dude, I went to the uh, Motion City Soundtrack State Champ show. Yeah, how was that? Um, uh, We didn't get to stick around for the Wonder Years, but I got to see Motion City Soundtrack. Yeah, and, and like I thought that I was over them. And then you're not. I'm not over them. Oh, I love them so much. And then uh, I met Danny Samet there. That uh, he's a merch guy that has that cool list at the merch table, like no sexism, no homophobia, like yeah. all that. Yeah. yeah, I got to meet him for like two seconds, and hopefully, I'm gonna have him on the podcast in December. Uh, he's doing merch on the Academy as his tour. So nice. Yeah, that's cool. And I saw State Champs too, and actually bought their album, and I like it. I listened to the whole thing. I like it. I think the first half's better, but I like it. Um. I've just been I've been jamming state champs lately, of course. Right. But I feel like a lot of times in the past I would like listen to the song and then we would talk about it on here. But like I've actually like gone out of my way now. I listened to like a Mayday Parade song, by the way. Uh-huh. The new album's probably amazing. It is. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's something that I definitely gotta get into. Um what else has been happening? Um just working. Always working. School. I have an A in my biology class, everybody. That's what's up. Yeah. That's me clapping to myself because I'm happy about <laughs> bio, man. Like I, I put off bio for two years and I got to fucking take it like shit. Um, anything else cool happening? No. Just living the dreams. Yeah. yeah. Fucking losing 25 pounds. Make, <laughs> coming in here making me look like a fucking jelly donut. No. I'm going to the Pistons game tonight. That's what's up. Woo. They beat home the opener. Ho- home opener. It's my third year in a row going. Who they got tonight? Uh, Utah Jazz. A lot of people, see, you give me that face, but act like watching Rudy Gobert is not going to be fucking fun. That guy's going to be great. True. Seriously, fucking Alec Burks, he's a he's like the top five shooting guard, I'd say. He's yeah. fucking good. Gordon Hayward, they're fucking stacked, and you don't even notice it because they're, Trey Burke is on that team, I think. Is he still around? He'll be in Michigan. Trey Burke coming back to the fucking <laughs> palace, you know that's going to be big. Yeah, come on, people are gonna cheer him. A lot of a lot of U of M fans are gonna Wasn't be he, there. He was from Ohio though. Yeah, but U of M, dude. I know. Like, for like come two on. years. Still, that's a homecoming for him. Everybody loves him. He's the fucking hero. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. But the Pistons layeth the smacketh down on the Hawks last night, <laughs> and I was doing an overnight at work, and I didn't get to watch it. So, but I'm stoked to go. I'm stoked to go see him because anybody knows me, basketball is my favorite thing in the world. Right. Yeah. Basketball and feminism hit me up. Real, seriously, real talk. Seriously, anything else cool happening, J Web? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no. Mm-mm. You never just working. Yeah, Sky, oh. fucking God, J Web successful. <laughs> yeah, minorly. Yeah, he won't. He won't. He won't admit it on his I own. Won't gush. I, I'm like your hype dude. Like, like, I'll tell Dan what's up with my life, and, and I'll then, let him tell yeah, the world. I'll, I'll tell Dan, because he's like, I was about to fucking tell everybody that I'm fucking, not only was I managing a fucking restaurant that I started at as a, were you like a fucking busboy when you started? No, I was a server. What? Same shit. Yeah. You were a fucking server. You start managing it, and now you're fucking opening a new restaurant. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> fucking upscale Italian. You should see this guy, J-Web. He's <laughs> fucking, God, I'm going to ask him to fucking pay for my laundry. 
You got some quarters? I sort of. Got yeah. a ton of quarters in my car, actually. Really? Yeah. Fucking asshole. Totally unrelated to anything. I need, but I just I have need a quarters. Lot of quarters <laughs> well, I need quarters from a laundry. That's <laughs> why. Oh, jeez. We're getting off. Off. I guess this is the part where we do get off track, though. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Went to a cider mill forever ago. Dude, I saw my cousin. Okay, I know that I just talked about my sister getting married, but I went to my cousin's wedding. Uh-huh. They had fucking cider and donuts at it. Uh-huh. What? Like unlimited. What? Yeah, man. I was. I did not have diabetes that night. They just. <laughs> that, my diabetes just went away. It was like, there's free cider and donuts. You're no longer a diabetic. Congratulations. And then I woke up the next morning. and was like, oh, my God. You don't realize that as a diabetic, going to sleep with a high blood sugar... And then, like, waking up is, like, the same shit as a hangover. Oof. Because you got to figure all that sugar in your system, oh, yeah. dehydration, uh-huh. you wake up feeling like shit. But, you know, I don't I don't know what it's like. Maybe I'm diabetic and not just a drunk. I'm just kidding. Right. For those of you who have made it this far, thank you so much for listening to the Puff Fresh podcast. Uh, I know that this one was a little bit of a doozy. And, got you know, kind of heated and maybe a little bit redundant. And maybe we're not the best at, at talking and elaborating points. But here's the thing. We approach it in our way. And we like what we do. And so maybe you'll, well, I wouldn't say I like what I do. I'm kind of really insecure. But, like, we're, we're kind of, you know, proud. We're a little proud of what we do. So maybe, you know, there's some people out there that like it. Maybe you're an individual that will like what we do. Um, with that said, we have a lot of interviews on the podcast. We have 17 other episodes. You know, maybe not as many as we would have liked to have, but we we have some episodes on here. So if you want to go back, you want to go take it back, go listen to some of the old ones. Where can they listen to those, uh, J-Web? You can listen to them at youtube.com slash puppfresh. Mm-hmm. They can listen to them on soundcloud.com slash puppfresh. Hell yeah. And, and uh, also on iTunes. iTunes is a big one. iTunes, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the one. And uh, we have interviews with a ton of artists. We have them with uh, Autumn Levis, who is on. She was featured as a guest this week, and I have an in-depth interview with her. Um, you know, a really good one about social issues is my interview with Buddy Nielsen of Census Fail. Uh, if you just like fucking bands, I have cool band dudes like uh, State Champs, Bless the Fall, uh, Katie Groves. Every time. Every time. Every time. Yeah. Katie and, Groves, uh, every episode, name dropper. Yeah. And then, I mean, there are some episodes where we just kind of talk shit about people like Brian Stars, about warped YouTubers, about, you know, just stuff. All the annoying stuff. So, you know, take take the time out of your life. Maybe invest a little bit of time into us, and maybe you'll find yourself in a place where you can relate to us or learn something. But even if you don't, then I don't give a shit. <laughs> Fucking live your life. Uh, tweet us at PuttFresh if you enjoyed this episode. Uh, you can follow JWeb on Twitter at JWeb Music, which is starting to piss me off that that's your name because where the <laughs> fuck is the music, JWeb? Oh, man. JWeb is one of my favorite musicians. Would you believe that? Nah. I listen to your fucking album, Brutally Honest, every day. Every fucking day. Every day. Every day that I drive, I will put on at least one song from it. What song? fucking gray every time man that is the best song ever that's like that's in my top five favorite songs of all time i'm saying ever all time ever ever man all like time ever. ever like we're talking like my years of having favorite songs by alkaline trio having favorite songs by the fucking format motion city Ooh. soundtrack Ooh. like these are my fucking bands right here and yet somehow you're fucking 25 less pound ass weasels <laughs> in here and fucking 
takes a spot in the top five of my favorite of all time. So follow Jeez. J-Web on Twitter at J-Web Music and follow me on Twitter at Yo Decox because guess what? Basketball season's here and this is a FanDuel ad because it's a fucking podcast. <laughs> you ever notice that with podcasts? It's just like all fucking FanDuel ads. Yeah. Dude, I can't, I can't fucking escape FanDuel ads. This is not a FanDuel ad, but it is basketball season. So if you want basketball-related tweets, at Yo Decox. Um, that's it. That's, that's all we got. That's all we got. I, I got more, but fuck y'all. It's the Puff Podcast. Puff Podcast. Puff Podcast.